Chiefs head coach Andy Reid after the team's 40-9 victory. A couple of things that stood out to me, seeing improvement every week in the defense. That continues to be a trend. Again, it's a little bit weird with LaShawn McCoy where he's saying, you know, he's not getting any. It's a little bit weird with LaShawn room. This was someone he drafted in 2009 with the Philadelphia Eagles. It just seems to be one of the odd things going on right now with the Chiefs. Five carries to 10 yards. Did have the touchdown, but the passing game, three catches, 20 yards. Just sprinkle in McCoy here and there. And I think that's what they're, they're going to use McCoy for. It's not going to ever be the workhorse. I don't think we're going to look down and see him carrying the football 20 times. I just don't think that's going to happen. It's going to be by committee, and it's going to be the hot hand, whether it be Damian Williams, who can't stay healthy, or Darrell Williams, or, uh, or Darwin Thompson uh, carrying the load. I just think he's going to be an ancillary piece. One that he puts in in certain positions, situations that he trusts. And he was also asked about Travis Kelsey and some of the struggles at the beginning of the game, but wasn't willing to nitpick given the fact that Kelsey finished the game with 90 yards. He led the Chiefs as far as receiving yards go. So, again, not nitpicking Travis Kelsey. And, again, I would love to be in the situation where you score 40 points and people are looking to nitpick it's true. what you're doing. 40 points in a game against a divisional rival. And, yeah, there's some bad Don't forget, nine from Thornhill and Charvarius Ward. But that's football, though. I mean, just look around 31. the NFL. Things happen to good teams. Good teams lose unexplainable games. You think the Eagles are happy with what happened against Miami? No. I mean, teams lose games. The Jets, emotional emotional victory last week over the Raiders, 31 points, number one rush defense in the NFL. They lose 22-6 to to the winless Bengals. Again, these are the things that happen in the National Football League. And credit Andy Reid, it's not happening to the Chiefs. Yes, they lose games, but they're always within a score. Even the Patriots at times will get blown out like they were at Baltimore, like they were last year, losing 26 to 10 the Chiefs, to the line. The Chiefs are always in it. You're right. They're just always in the game, and a lot of credit has to be given to the coaching staff for at least even on bad games, they're still within a score. It's true, and I think there's a Patrick Mahomes effect to that. He seems to play up when the situation calls for it. Like today was a game where the Chiefs didn't really need Mahomes as much, and you saw he – I mean, not that I, I think he gets complacent at all, but it seems like in the biggest times – that's when he plays his best football. No question about it. No question about it. it just, again, with Mahomes, and I think this was big that somebody else stepped up like the defense where he didn't have to put the team in the backpack and score the points. And Derek Nottie said it great after the game. He told Herbie Teopia the store after that Mexico City game. You know, they need to step up and show some pride. And I think this defense has some prideful people in it, you know, especially Frank Clark and the Honey Badger and stuff coming in here. But they get tired of hearing how bad they are. No, no, Like, doubt. I really think that that's starting to bother them, wearing on them. And right now they're feeling themselves a little bit, which is good for this team. Mahomes finishes with 200 total yards and two total touchdowns, uh, one passing touchdown and the one rushing touchdown. Patrick Mahomes spoke to the Chiefs media after the game. Yeah, it, it definitely started the game off the right way. Kind of got the momentum in our favor. Uh, we, were, we scored the first time, got that touchdown. And then the second time, we, we came short on the fourth down, but then they get the pick six. I mean, it made it made our job easy as an offense, just trying to move the ball down the field and score points. Yeah, I mean, he's been working all year long. I mean, you saw in the preseason, and you've seen it in, in little spurts. But, I mean, he's he runs hard. and he, I mean, he's a small guy, but he's a, he's a stocky guy. And so uh, he, he gets in there, he runs the ball hard, and he was hit, he was hitting it and, and really drained that, that whole fourth quarter, and it was a big uh, drive for him. What was the play when he ran for that 13-yard I mean, I'm not like trying to call him out, but Tyreek, he didn't run the right route. He would have had a touchdown. So, I mean, he, he was supposed to run a little swing route down the sideline is what I said to him. 
And uh, I, I told him, if, I mean, if he didn't want the touchdown, I'll take it. And so uh, he, uh, he didn't run it uh, the, the right way, but we found a way to get a touchdown. Uh, not necessarily. I think that we've had windy games here, like the Vikings game. I mean, obviously wasn't playing, uh, but uh, I've played in a lot of windy games uh, being in Lubbock and uh, at Texas Tech, and so I understand that it's a factor, but you, I think as long as you throw spirals and uh, you can kind of drive it through the wind, I think to me the harder part is when you're throwing with the wind because then you have to try to judge the kind of the deep passes, and you saw that one with Kelsey where I kind of left it up there too much and it kind of floated back to the inside. And so, I mean, the wind is, is part of it. It's part of playing in Kansas City. And uh, I, I take joy in being able to go out there and practice and work on my game and being able to throw the ball through it. And just along those lines, it, it seemed like maybe a little out of sync offensively today at, at times. Did you feel like that? And if so, what, what was behind that? Yeah, I mean, I think our standard for ourselves is to score on every single drive. And so anytime we don't do that, we feel like we fell short. Uh, but, uh, I mean, I think the big, the biggest thing is going out there and finding a way to win football games. I mean, we've been kind of known in these last few years of scoring all these points and putting up all these numbers. But when your defense is playing like that and they're getting the ball back to you, it's about not trying to turn the ball over and about scoring points whenever you get the opportunity to. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that's what we've expected all season long. And, you know, I think you've seen it week by week, the defense getting better. Uh, the special team made great plays today. And then the offense, I mean, we're just playing with the flow of the game. Uh, I mean, we, we've, we've been in every type of football game, it seems like now, and uh, just trying to find ways to win each and every game because every, every game flow is different. And I feel like today it was it's about letting the defense, letting the defense eat and uh, us taking the opportunities to score when we can. Yeah, I think I think every single game is different. I think that's the biggest thing about it all. It's about not hurting yourself and going out there and executing whatever defense or whatever uh, coverage that you get. And uh, every single game is going to be different. The Chargers game, the defense played 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 well, and we, we kind of battled through. I feel like today was, it wasn't that we didn't play well. It was that the defense was playing so well, given the short field positions that we were just trying to execute and score whenever we got them. And, uh, I mean, it, it was cool when you looked up there, and I, I felt like we had only scored a couple times, and it was like 31-0. And so it's, uh, it's, it's about going with the game and figure out the flow of the game and finding the best way to win it. Yeah, I mean, as, it, as, as far as it looks, is you're going to have to go there to win at, at some point. And so for us, it's, uh, it's about finding a way to – to play a really good football team in an in uh, environment where they, they win a lot of football games and trying to find a way to, to go out there and find a way to win. And uh, it's, it's, it's kind of been a thing where we have came close last year. Uh, when, when Alex was here, they, we did actually get to go there and get the win. And so the guys on the team know how to. It's about trying to find the best way to do it. When you watch that guy, what are you going to be looking for in that matchup against the Texans? Yeah, I mean, I think – uh, watching the Texans film is, is very uh, – it, it works out very well for us because they have a lot of those same receivers and running backs and guys that can make plays and Deshaun who can scramble around and make a lot of these big-time throws. And so 
it's good. It's going to be good tape for us to see how they they go about that. Uh, the thing with New England, though, I mean, they, they can change complete game plans every single week. And so we'll watch that, but we'll also watch what they did the entire season, watch what they've done to us the last few years, and try to figure out the best way we can go out there and have a game plan. And then whenever they make their adjustments and they do do different stuff, we're able to kind of combat that with our adjustments on our side as well. A couple more. In this game, you're able to get outside the pocket a little bit more. It looked more like yourself back there, getting outside and making the big runs for the touchdown like you did. Finally starting to feel back to yeah, I definitely feel a lot better. I mean, coming off that bye week, I mean, being able to get that rest, uh, still do the rehab, still do the treatment. And I think the more time that I get uh, where I can kind of be away from that injury, then the better I'll feel. And so, I mean, it's it's it definitely felt good being able to run. I got to pick my knees up a little bit and, and get in the end zone. Last one, Adam. Now, back to the no penalties uh, today. It looked like you maybe talked the ref out of that first penalty on the first touchdown, Daryl Williams. Yeah, I don't know if I necessarily talked him out of it. I, I try to plead my case no matter what what uh, what, what happens. But uh, all I kind of said was he we had kind of designed the play and we knew the defense that we were going to get and we knew that they were going to kind of run at the line of scrimmage and we had told to Kels if he's at the line of scrimmage you can kind of give him a little chip and so he did that and that's the and that was a rule. So whenever the rest conferred with each other, they were able to come about that with each other when they both saw that and they they realized that uh, it was a legal play. Yeah, I mean, I always do. Always play my case. That's Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes after the team's 40-9 to win. The Chiefs win this game, and they have a stronghold over the AFC West division. No question about it. I really like what Pat Mahomes said about the flow of the game. Yep. Again, you find out what works. If the running game is working at time, you don't have to throw the football. The flow of the game. What's the game dictating? I mean, change your game plans. You should always be willing to change during the middle of the game, and I think that they've done that with Andy Reid. We've certainly seen it with Spags. And talking from the second half on of the Chargers game, Chargers moving the football at will against the Chiefs, making game plan changes, the flow of the game. What is the flow of the game going to dictate? Just like Darwin Thompson coming in, running the football, they kept going with him. That was the flow of the game. That probably wasn't in a playbook or or the game plan of Andy Reid. Just give Darwin Thompson the ball to ice the clock because clearly Darrell Williams got hurt, but it's the flow of the game and going with what works. Thompson looking real slippery at the end of this game. I really like that Patrick Mahomes continues to say that he's getting healthier and healthier. If you're going to go anywhere and you're the Kansas City Chiefs, Mahomes has to be healthy, so that is a very good thing. And that scramble for the touchdown right there. I mean, he's done this down two straight weeks where you say, this guy's fine. The Chiefs win 40-9. to I see your calls, Aaron and Jared. If you want to get involved, 913-576-7610. When we come back, we'll get to more of your calls, and we'll name our AP player of the game. That's next. The Arrowhead Ride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino, where it's at. You want to get involved? 913-576-7610. Or you can text us on the Protein House. Even the purpose text line 69306. The Chiefs end up beating the Oakland Raiders by a score of 40 to 9. So this week has been pretty special to me. We we're able to have my family in town from New York for Thanksgiving and my mom is watching Jay and I do the post game show. And I thought it'd be a real tr- treat to have her name, the AP player of the game. So mom, take it away. Who's the AP player of the game? Juan Thornhill. Juan Thornhill, your AP player of the game. Good job, mom. 
the AP Player of the Game. Is, oh, there it is. The AP Player of the Game is brought to you by Masary's Jewelry, jewelry that's dazzled Kansas City for over 40 years. Tune in to Fesco in the morning tomorrow at 9.30 a.m. And if you know the player of the game, you could win $25 to Topper's Pizza, and one monthly winner will win the grand prize of a $500 Masary's Jewelry gift card. Again, Juan Thornhill, as you heard from my mom, is your player of the game. I thought you did a good job. Very, yeah, great job, Mrs. Winnie. Yeah, awesome very job. nervous. Great uh, job. Had me write it down. No, but you, you picked the right person. I mean, four tackles, three for loss, or three solo tackles, had the interception. They only picked six of the Chiefs this year. Great. It had to go to somebody in the defense. Great selection by you. Yes, and once the, the pick six happened, I felt like, in this game, yeah. there was no coming back no. from that. And you sort of knew that the entire time. And so... With that being the case, I mean, there is no other choice. Again, make sure you listen to Fesco in the morning uh, and name that player of the game. Let's go back out to the phone lines, though, as I promised, 913-576-7610, and talk to Aaron. Aaron, what's going on? Uh, what's going on? Uh, that, was a, that was a good win for us. It was an important win. Uh, that was, a, I guess, a winning team. But it, it just seems like everyone's not that enthused about it, and I think it's just because the offense isn't clicking on the level that we're used to seeing, but... Who's not enthused, though? Seriously, who's not enthused? Everybody seems really, really happy. Uh, happy, but not, you know, excited for blowing out the Raiders. You know, it, it's not the same. Like, uh, you don't seem as normally excited as you normally do. Oh, I'm very excited about it. This is, this is the second best team in this division, the Raiders. They're the, they're the ones that are coming. They're the ones that had the draft class with all those rookies. The Raiders will be that team, although I think they're, they have a problem with quarterback because Derek Carr can't win in Kansas City, and that's a problem. It's also a problem if you're the AFC West. Andy Reid's now twenty-five and three against you since two thousand fifteen. That is a major issue. All right. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just going to go back and listen to some old Arrowhead post-game shows and engage your enthusiasm compared to this one because I think that we're happy, but we all know that there's something a little bit off, and I can't put my finger on it. And uh, you two have a good night. All right. Yeah. You know. You know what it is. I think. I think it's a little bit a sign of the times and it is in the old days when the chiefs weren't this competitive what you would think about is okay we beat the raiders this is a big win for us because it's an in-division win no one cares about the division anymore like you care about it in the sense yeah. as this is another step to a championship but do you really care if the chiefs win another afc west division for the fourth year in a row and then they lose in the play no no one cares about it so in a sense the division win over the rival Raiders has just gotten a little bit diluted, I would say. Well, I, I think I've been pretty excitable. You're this. excited. I, I'm very excited about I, this game. I feel, I, feel I, I can understand what that caller is bringing up. Though. Knock on wood if you're with me. All right. <laughs> okay. Borrow that from Chucky. But here's the thing. It's the Patriots. I think everybody's focused on that. What, what's the rule? Marty had. Marty Schottheimer. Celebrate till midnight and focus on the Patriots. And there was a lot of questions. I, there was more questions in the locker room about the next week's opponent that we've heard from this team. Because the Patriots loom out there. The big statement game is going to be this week. Patriots-Chiefs, this is the rivalry in the AFC West. Forget about divisional rivalries. The Patriots have been the king of the mountain. You want to be the king of the mountain, you got to beat them. I think you got to beat up the bully. I think it kind of help with where, like, the uh, it's almost like a mirage of what people are seeing in yeah. this game. I think that you see the score, and it says 40-9. to nine. Right. I think you look at how the team scored. And it's not in that same fashion that this city is used to. Like, they want to see every week, which don't we all. It's addicting and it's it's just fun to obsess over. But everybody wants to see Mahomes throw for 350 yards, four touchdowns, have Tyreek Hill sprint down the field, right. flash the peace sign, have Kelsey do a dance. And what's crazy is that, like, 
it's kind of a catch-22 because you wanted to see this team succeed, and the only way they were going to get better is if the defense got better. Well, today was a defensive win that you won. You, like, basically shut this team out. You did shut this team out for three quarters, and then for some reason Gruden realized he had been shut out for six straight quarters, so he decided to kick a field goal down 31-0. to This win didn't look pretty because of the weather, because of the wind. Yeah, there wasn't rain and there wasn't snow, but even Beakley said beforehand, it's like golfers and athletes. They just like to say, I'd rather play in rain than I would with wind because with wind, you just can't do anything. And you saw that and you heard Romo talk about it. But I think that's kind of where Kansas City fans are coming from is that this wasn't the explosive offensive outburst that we're used to seeing. This was just basically great field position, turnovers, and you just waxed the Raiders in a way that you've never done it before. And as Andy Reid said, it took all three phases of the game. Right. Special teams, nice turnover that they got when Dorian O'Daniel got the got the fumble. But they did defensive PAT conversion by Charverius Ward, two points. Defensive touchdowns so the defense chimes in, scoring a touchdown in the game. Charverius Ward gets the two points. Offense only needed two points in this game, to be honest with you. Raiders only scored nine, and, and some of that was a gimme at the end. But eight points, or nine if you, if you consider the extra point, came by way of defense or special teams. Yeah, and I... Actually, I, with, it, it is special I think teams, Dusty, point. I think Dusty's right, too, because the defense played so well in this game, your field position was really good, and that lessens your offensive numbers. It's simple football math, right? So, Dusty's right. I mean, Patrick Mahomes had less than... An, 200 yards through the year. Last year, he had to do it all. And so we got used to seeing 250, 300 yards for multiple touchdowns every single week. And now they're winning in a little bit of a different fashion, so it is a little bit weird. I still think, and and I'll, I, you know, and, and it is weird to say just because they there were 31 offensive points, I just don't think this offense is necessarily 100% right. And once they are, who knows what's going to happen? By the way, uh, the Houston Texans just scored a touchdown now 7-3. to three. The Chiefs face the New England Patriots next week in a huge game. Let's go back out to the phone lines and talk to Jared. He's been waiting for a long time. What's up, Jared? Jared, we got you? Oh, we lost Jared. Great. I want to say this, Pete, too. And, again, I, you've heard me this year. I've been waiting for the defense to step up where Pat Mahomes didn't have to carry the team. As far as the coaching staff, everybody else, Pat Mahomes – Carrying the team. We saw him step up for Matt Moore. And it was great. Okafor said that in Denver. Stepped up for Matt Moore. When are you going to step up um, for Patrick Mahomes? This is what Derek Nottie told Herbie Teope of the star after that game in Mexico City. We want to go out in the game and not have to rely on Patrick to seal the game, said Nottie. No disrespect to him, but we as a defense got to carry our load. So when it came down to it, we were able to do it. He said that after the game in Mexico City. And I thought that was very telling. You know, step up for Pat. Don't always rely on him. That's when you become a complete team, when you're not always waiting. We see it in baseball at time. Your pitchers will go on a roll, have a nice week or two weeks, and the hitters won't hit, and you'll be winning games 3-2 to two or 3-1. to one. Then there'll be times where your starting pitchers don't do well, and you win games 9-8 or 9-7 or whatever it is. When you can put the full team together, that's when you succeed. That's what makes the Chiefs scary. When the defense plays like it has been, this is what makes the Kansas City Chiefs scary. Especially, just like Romo said, Andy Reid's got to be happy the way that Darwin Thompson's closing out the game. He said, this is what Andy Reid needs. He needs somebody to ice the game away. He said that, and it means so much, because the team needed this kind of effort from other people, not named Patrick Mahomes. And the thing I like about this season is it's almost a progression, right? We thought they were a complete team to begin the year. Then you had some injuries, then you had some struggles, and you wondered if the defense was the same, so on and so forth. But slowly but surely... 
you're seeing progress throughout the year, really, I think, in all phases. I think the offense, oddly enough, is the last thing that has to kind of hit for the Chiefs, which should happen, right? That should happen in the next four, next four weeks. You hope it happens next week against the New England Patriots because if all of this can happen where all these parts of the team meet in the middle, I think this could finally be the year in Kansas City. No, I agree with you. When all these pieces come together, it's nice to see the special teams that had struggled earlier this year. Dave Tobey even said so. They weren't good. It was an indictment on him. The Tennessee game was a terrible game, a, a display on special teams. But that's coming together. We've seen it make some progress. What you're seeing is, this is when you do these things. In December, what kind of team can you be rolling into the postseason? It does not matter what you do in September. It doesn't really matter in October, although you better keep your wins up because you can't fall too far behind. Like that Tennessee. They're peaking at the right time. It doesn't matter what they did early in the season. It matters what they're doing now. Absolutely. And it matters what the Chiefs are doing going forward. Today was a great sign. What happened to Mexico City, a great sign that they're not always relying on number 15. No, and you know what? You're not going to be able to every game. Like, how many times did we say last year, Patrick Mahomes is carrying this team. Eventually, they're going to need the defense. And they didn't have it last year, which is why Tom Brady walked down the field and scored the touchdown to win the football game. You're starting to feel confident in that. And then saying, okay, if Patrick Mahomes has an off game, if the offense can't get it going right away, at least the defense can keep you in it. In this defensive performance we've seen in the last two weeks, this is what Andy Reid wanted in that Green Bay game. Just didn't get it. You're at home. You pit him back on the one-yard line. Five minutes left in the game. Just defense get a stop. Didn't happen. They ran the ball every time Aaron Rodgers just had to throw one pass on that final five minutes for the Green Bay Packers. This is what he's been wanting. I would feel confident. If they got to the end of the game with Green Bay right now and you pit him at the one-yard line, would you have more confidence in this defense going forward? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's a huge thing for the confidence of this team when Andy Reid can rely on that other side of the ball. And, you know, we talked about it, too, in the pregame, and you and I have talked about this on air quite a bit. This team has been needing a reliable running back. And I understand that Darwin's progress and his production came in the final frame of the game when it was iced for the most part. But that is a good sign. Like, he could be Well, it's be still sporadic like... and hit or miss. And, you know, for the longest but it, time... But this was Mahomes... his first chance. No, I know, but for the longest time, Mahomes leading rusher in this game with 25 yards. Yeah. It took that drive where he had 44 yards and 12 plays, 12 carries, on that drive where the Chiefs had the ball for 15 plays. It took that, or Pat Mahomes would end up being the leading rusher on this team for two straight weeks, which isn't good. That's why it was kind of a breakthrough to be able to salt the game at the end. How many times do we see Priest Holmes do this at the end of the game? <laughs> they just rely on him just, you know, rolling out the clock, picking up those they first need, downs. They needed that. Keep the chains moving. Keep the clock rolling. Yeah, no, they, they, they've needed that desperately, and I think – that is what, and I understand, again, it was in garbage time. you got to think about that. But they needed, you know, a first down at the end of the game. The Raiders were still playing uh, two and extended. I want to see Darwin Thompson in the first and second quarter. Like, why should he not get touches now next week at the beginning of the game? And just get stronger towards the end of the game. Get that confidence. This was a good game for Darwin Thompson to get that confidence. Yeah, complete. Can you do it at this level? Can you do it at this level? He knows now he can do it. Completely agree. It's a 40-9 to win from Arrowhead Stadium. The Chiefs improved to 8-4 and as they look toward the New England Patriots, who are playing right now, losing to the Houston Texans 7-3. and That game comes at you next week around the same time. It's the same kind of window here for the Chiefs, the late game of the afternoon. It's going to be a game everyone will have their eyes on, Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady. Uh, it's a win. The, if the Chiefs can manage to win next week, you're going to start to feel really good about the chances of this football team. It starts with today, again, the 40-9 to win. This is... The Arrowhead Pride postgame show presented by 7th Street Casino, where it's at. We'll be right back, and when we come back, we'll have our final verdict from this football game. Stay with us. 
Arrowhead Ride Post Game Show, presented by 7th Street Casino. Back to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show, brought to you by 7th Street Casino. Here's Pete Sweeney and Jade Binkley. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show as we wrap up this Victory Sunday, soon to be a Victory Monday. The Kansas City Chiefs beating the Oakland Raiders 40-9 in this game. Again, a dominant performance at Arrowhead Stadium, and it started with the Chiefs' defense. No question about it. The defense stood up. Again, Phillip Rivers had four times at the end of the game, two picks, two punts. They carried that over. Could they carry it over to today? Now, Frank Clark did get that injury with the shoulder. That, that was one of the, you know, the focal points. Can Frank Clark carry it over the next day? Unfortunately, he was hurt in this game. In this game, But, yeah, they, I mean, they carried it over, and that's what we're waiting for. They showed it against the Broncos with the nine sacks. They parlayed it with five sacks against the Packers, 14 sacks in those games. It kind of started to change the identity of this defense a little bit and took a step back in the final five minutes. Step forward against the Vikings, step back uh, against the Tennessee Titans, and we've seen now back-to-back good games for the Kansas City Chiefs. This is how you want to close out the season. And again, three of five are going to be at the, against the AFC West at Arrowhead. Now two of the four right here at Arrowhead Stadium. Got to feel good about that. And that was one question after the bye week. So we get Andy Reid on Monday after the bye. And I... My, my question to him was, well, what did you notice on tape? What do you want to clean up? And his emphasis was the penalties. We have to clean up the penalties. We're killing ourselves. We're shooting ourselves in the foot. And to come out and follow it up, not with one, not with two, no penalties today. And you see the Raiders took a ton of penalties and it hurt them. They had 17 penalties for 200 yards in the two previous games of this one. Yeah, market improvement in that. Gets no better than a Can clean be slate. Can it gets, be better? A, gets a clean slate at the end when your team was not penalized. That's a, you know, that's taking steps. And whether what kind of priority it was with Andy Reid and his team to talk to him, hey, got to stop having these penalties. Cannot beat ourselves. Tough enough to beat opponents in this league, but we're shooting ourselves in the foot. And again, the penalties the Chiefs be more back. What would what would happen? Pat Mahomes, boom, 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 would take care of things. The other thing too is the Chiefs were fifth in the NFL in third down conversions coming into this game. And you know what? The Raiders were actually 1% better. 46% were the Raiders on third down uh, efficiency. The Raiders, three of nine today, right at 30%. The Chiefs were seven and 11 on third down, keeping the chains moving. That's significant. Seven and 11 in that this team was fifth in the NFL in third down conversion. That's going to go up this week. Yeah. And, and, and if you can start converting on third down and do it consistently and you can get the offense going a little bit here who knows what's going to happen and for for the chiefs i i i'm very excited about that possibility i'm excited that they're finally co- all coming together here at the end of the year when you need them to because there are four games left or then and then you have to go into this afc playoffs so let's see what happens want to get to our final call neil from load jack what's going on Hey, guys, I made it in. I'm glad I did. I wasn't sure if I was going to call tonight, but thanks for taking my call. Um, thank, I'm thankful for you guys. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for so many things on this Thanksgiving weekend. It was a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. Um, however, I'm probably most thankful right now for beating the stinking Raiders. <laughs> Gosh, I love beating the stinking Raiders. It's such a beautiful thing. Better than turkey, isn't it? Um, it's, it's, oh, it's definitely better than turkey. I mean, turkey does not jump out, trust me. I mean, <laughs> uh, and it's just a great win. Always good to get, get a win this time of year, obviously, at home. Finally played 
a good game. I still wouldn't say we played a great game at home. I still wouldn't say that we played a great overall all-around game. I think the offense still needs to step up a little bit more. But it's great to see them get no penalties. That's amazing. they got to do that next week. If they can run the ball a little effectively like they did late in this game today, I think, hey, I think this defense can hold the Patriots 20 or less, right? The question is, can we score 20 or more on that, that defense the way our offense has been playing lately? I think we can, but we got we got to get it done, right? Got to get it done. Got to get that win next week. Thanks again, guys, for taking my call. Have a great week. I'm sure I'll be talking to you at least one more time. Thank you, uh, uh, Neil. And here's the thing about it. This can be a real focused week with the Chiefs. The page, it's going to be no nonsense. Just like Travis Kelsey, take this group against anybody. This is going to be a, this is going to be a very solemn week with the Chiefs. They're going to be dead serious with the Patriots. But again, we're talking about not complete win. And again, the Chiefs score forty points. All three phases involved in scoring in this game. I'll take it, man. Forty points is forty points. You win in this league by thirty-one points. You're doing something right. Ten points in this league is considered a blowout. Yeah, I, I I look at the New England Patriots game next game and. I'm starting to think and wonder, is this the same offense that we've been used to seeing in New England? I kind of feel, and I agree with the caller, I think it's reasonable that... They're this, down 7-3 now. I think it's reasonable the Chiefs' defense hold them under 21 points next week, and if they do that, you should be able to get this win. Their offense is a little bit different. And again, putting pressure on Tom Brady, because that playoff game, he was clean. Jersey was clean. You've got to get to Tom Brady and rattle him. I get it. It's no it's no rocket science. If you If you rattle a quarterback... But some quarterbacks can take it, and some get really frustrated. And Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, the only way that people were able to be able to beat them, put pressure on them, hit them, hit them legally, right after they throw the football. It's not late. Hit them legally, rattle them, make them think you're going to be coming after them. Right. Make Tom Brady uncomfortable. I think that's the name. The uncomfortability. Uh, with that, Jay, it's time now for our final verdict. Final verdict brought to you by Scruggs Law Firm. You deserve more than a lawyer. Final verdict brought to you by Scruggs Law Firm, your local injury lawyer. Jay, when it came to Chiefs Raiders, Raider Week, what did you take away? I took away just Andy Reid's continued mastery of this division. If you're going to be good, be good against your division. 25 and 3 now since 2015, 18 and 3 after the bye. But we saw the defense once again step up. And that's all you could ask for. Would other parts of this team step up for Pat Mahomes? Don't make him do everything. And again, I think Pat Mahomes' numbers look a little bit different. But the fact they're able to run at the end of the game, that stood out to me. The fact that they scored on special teams. The fact they scored on defense. The offense looked fine. Again, 40 points in this league is nothing to, to turn your eye at. But I'll tell you this much. All three phases been waiting for this running game, but the physicality against with the Kansas City Chiefs today really stood out to me. They were asserting their dominance on offense or offensive line, pushing the Raiders there at the end of the game. To me, Pete, that stood out the most. The fact that they had that physicality, we've been looking forward to this team. Yeah, I, I I don't think the Chiefs are the type of team, as you're mentioning, that is going to be pushed around anymore. This was a dominant win. This was a win, too, where... The Raiders were embarrassed last week. You knew that they were going to come out trying their absolute hardest in this game for it to not happen again. And guess what? It happened again, and it started with the Chiefs defense. It didn't start with Pat Mahomes, the reigning MVP. It started with Tyron Matthew at an interception. It started with Juan Thornhill with a pick six, and it just carried on from that. I think the Chiefs might have accidentally, and it took an accident. It took Damian Williams not being healthy. It took Darrell Williams getting injured to find 
a running back. That's sports made to get a step I think up they your finally might have found their running back in Darwin Thompson, the sixth round rookie. Don't forget the last time the Chiefs started getting a running back they really like. It was a third-round rookie, and all of a sudden he got in the game, and you felt really good about it in Kareem Hunt. Not to say that Darwin Thompson is the same type of back. I don't think he is. But at the same time, he has earned more playing time. I hope we get to see it against the New England Patriots next week, and that's the name of the game. It's the New England Patriots. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. It's in Foxborough. Let's find out who this team really is. Gut check time. Big time game. This game means so much, not only for the Chiefs, just the psyche, the narrative of the National Football League. How good are the Kansas City Chiefs? Is this a Super Bowl favorite people were talking about at the at the beginning of the year? They may have changed their mind halfway through it with the Chiefs' record. Maybe this team defense is not good enough. It has been the laughing stock at NFL Network, ESPN, you name it, but they are showing market improvements. I mean, like, still they're struggling against the run. I get that, but in other areas, they've cleaned up this defense, and it's starting the show. It's starting the show with the adjustments Steve Spagnuolo is doing. We talked about penalties a little bit earlier. Credit to Herbie Teope and Chiefs PR on this. The Chiefs have had no penalties just three times in Chiefs history. Uh, the last time was December 8, 1974, and before that, October 2, 1966. So the first game with no penalties since 1974 today. I was in diapers. You were in diapers. You weren't born. I was just a, a twinkle to be happening about... 14 years later. Oh, my God. And my mom's <laughs> sitting right here. And your mom's sitting right there. 14 years later. <laughs> um, so that's how long I've always said was. two Sweeney's are better than one, so that's I'm glad you were here. That's what she said. That, this, is a, this is a bonus Sweeney situation for you tonight. It is. Bonus Sweeney situation. Named our MVP, you know. Yeah. On the bunny with that one. Juan Thornhill. And, no and, arguments. And that's a, Usually I argue when Pete picks it. We talked about how Mike Mayock has a good draft class, and he drafted really well, and they have a, young, a lot of young contributors. Juan Thornhill is looking like one of the steals of the NFL draft. I mean, he gets better every week, and I think he's in a perfect situation with Tyron Matthew. He's been under Matthew's wing, and you saw that production tonight. And here's the guy. I don't think, you know, as far as Sammy Watkins, you know, McCole Hardman is kind of the future with Tyree Kill that speed, but just one catch, nine yards. And here's the thing. Or, or one rush for nine yards when he got that ball on that jet sweep. But McCole Hardman, who didn't show up in the receiving category. And again, I think he's kind of going to be the weapon for the Chiefs going forward when you see it towards the end in the postseason. With that speed, they've got to be able to utilize it. Not only that, pro football focus did their most underrated players on each team. And McCole Hardman was there. Quarterbacks have a 153.6 rating when throwing it towards McCole Hardman. I just think with him and Hill and that speed, that will be kind of, I think Cole Hardman might be that X factor as we go towards the postseason. Yeah, and I think he's earned those snaps. I mean, when the ball's in his hands coming into this game, he had the most yards per reception. Uh, and here you are. He, he Two more yards better than any receiver. I know, I know. And and you you would un, you would think, okay, they got to find a way to get the ball in this guy's. There's a lot of there's a lot of guys in the Chiefs. Like, you saw a great play taken back uh, by Demarcus Robinson tonight, where Robinson made an insane play to get in the end zone, and it was a shame that it, that it got taken back with the offsetting penalties. Uh, you look at the landscape of the AFC, the Chiefs are now 8-4. and four. Right now, as it stands, as of this show, they're in third place to the Houston Texans. But if the Texans beat the New England Patriots, and they're winning right now 7-3 and driving from the four-yard line, they'll go back up to the third seed. But you're starting to see the losses pile up for these teams ahead of the Chiefs. If the Chiefs can, can just continue taking care of business, I think that first-round bye, be it a first or second lead, becomes more in play. When the Ravens can take over the number one seed, if the Houston Texans can beat the Patriots tonight, because uh, obviously uh, Baltimore pasted the Patriots at home. I will right. say this, Lamar Jackson has three losses in the NFL. 
two of those losses come at the hands of Pat Holmes. Yeah, and and I thought, for what it's worth, and I said this in the pregame, I thought we might see a more of a a, a statistical explosion from Mahomes. We didn't get that tonight, but he was able to get the win, and that's all you, you really care and about. In yards per play, the Raiders actually had more yards per play than the Kansas City Chiefs did today. It's weird. They ended up 5.8 yards weird per play and the Chiefs 4.4. It's odd that in a 40-9 victory, the, the Raiders outgained the Chiefs. Well, typically you will have more explosive plays when you're so far down. Josh Jacobs will help to really flip that with his running in the shows game. you how trash the Raiders are. <laughs> yeah, you basically do the Raiders Raider win today. Raiders Raider, Chargers Charger. You, you know can, what that is? Just watch these games. And there's nothing better too in these type of games if you're a Chiefs fan than seeing John Gruden just making the same disgusted face Love all it. game long. Chucky then blaming the Wizard of Oz. Knock on wood if you're with Chucky. No one's knocking on wood today. No, there's no knocking on wood for the Raiders. Oh, by the way, the Houston Texans just scored, about to go up 14-3 in the first half, and Deshaun Watson is feeling himself, baby. <laughs> Chiefs fans are starting, I think, to like Patriots that. Patriots get Watson hey, to Mahomes back-to-back week. The more losses at the top of the AFC, the better for the Kansas City Chiefs. That wraps up our Arrowhead Pride postgame show, a 40-9 victory. Keep it locked in at 610 Sports Radio for your coverage this week, starting with Fesco in the morning, the midday show, uh, the drive tomorrow. We'll be talking Chiefs all day long here on 610 Sports Radio. Um, a good win for the Kansas Chiefs. Today. Great win. Great win. Thank you, Thank to, you to, uh, Mrs. Sweeney that, uh, Mrs. Sweeney, Mrs. Sweeney, Chris York. Uno, Cero, Brandon Kiley, Bob Fesco for getting us down from the stadium. Uh, thank you to the Dirty Werewolf. Dirty Werewolf. Dusty Likens, the American Dream. Uh, for Jay Binkley, I'm Pete Sweeney. The Chiefs win Raider Week 40-9 to and now look forward to the New England Patriots, the AFC wide open. See you next time.